What up, everybody? Welcome in to Locked on Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Another quick one for you today as the Warriors get set for opening night of the 2018-19 NBA season. We made it. We made it. All that coming up next here on Locked on Warriors on the Locked on Podcast Network. You are Locked on Warriors. Your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. Another good, quick one for you today. As it is opening night, and we we f***ing made it, guys. We did it, okay? I'm proud of all of us. Proud of all of us, we did it. Opening night, and I've I've teased it before. I've said, "Oh, we're we're back," you know, when training camp started, or "Oh, it's here," when you know preseason game one happened. But this is it. This is the real thing. It's go time. Code red. Other funny sayings to e- exemplify how excited I am. Uh, real quick, you know, I just want to let you know there's some construction going on outside the studio. So if there's any weird background noise, I do apologize. But it doesn't matter because it's opening night. It's opening night, man. Like, I'm not making any sense right now. I'm just ecstatic. I'm super excited. I I just, I don't know what to say. It's been a long offseason, even though technically the Warriors have the shortest offseason of all 30 teams. And I guess technically the Cavs have the shortest offseason as well. But. Warriors is better because I won a championship. So, suck it. <laughs> We're going to start with tonight's game. Yeah, you like that transition? We're going to start with tonight's game as the Warriors take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. A little bit of news as far as tonight's game goes. Weren't sure, wasn't sure, weren't sure if uh, Russell Westbrook was going to play tonight. And it's official. He's not. He is out still rehabbing, I think, a knee injury. Knee surgery, actually. So, I don't know. It's a mix of I like seeing them play each other. I like seeing Westbrook go up against the Warriors. I like seeing the Warriors beat Westbrook. But at the same time, I don't have to deal with people acting like Westbrook's the best player because he gets a triple-double or you know throws down a cool dunk. He slam dunks, you guys, so that means he's really good. Or, like, he growls when he's down 20 and people, Twitter starts going crazy. So I'm glad I don't have to deal with that tonight. But at the same time, I do like the competition between the two teams, and I like the Warriors beating them, honestly. So, you know, if this is a Warriors podcast. I get to be biased, okay? No no fake down-the-middle stuff here. Go Warriors. Uh, but Westbrook's out, which is too bad. As we know, Andre Roberson is also out, still rehabbing the Patella terror I guess right and he had a setback which is actually going to cost him another couple months uh, of the season which is also too bad I never like I said I never root for injuries or anything like that and then the other piece is Steven Adams also might be out so I don't know man it's uh, it's all good but It's (laughs)
it, you know, the the competition would be better with with these players in it. I don't know. It's I don't really have much to say about it. It's just passing along news, really. So we'll see. If Steven Adams is also out, that means three other five starters are out. Should be a nice win for the Warriors on on opening night on ring night, uh, which actually Steph and Steve Kerr had some some things to say about ring night, which I will get to uh, momentarily. But yeah. I don't know how to react to it. Whatever. It's game one. They're missing three players. It is what it is. Too bad. But speaking of which, it is ring night, as I said. And Steve Kerr and Steph and Clay all had things to say about it. Steph had a different take, I guess you could say. He said it's one of the weirdest nights of the year. Because you get there, you're hyped up for opening night, you get your ring and you're celebrating something that you did four months ago, and you're all excited and excited about getting your ring, but then you have to give the ring back and put it away and then go play a basketball game. And I can imagine it's weird. It's a weird back and forth, weird feeling, setting, etc. Steve Kerr kind of echoed the same thing, but he was more on the side of it's awesome. It's a very special night every year. Uh, Clay, same thing. I think Steph said, you know, hopefully, you know, we, we have them every year. Or Clay said he'd, he'd rather have it than not, obviously. But, yeah, I can imagine it's a, a weird thing for for the champs to, you know, get your ring, which you've been excited about and waiting to get, and then you have to give it back and go play a basketball game. I kind of like how the NFL does it, how they have, you know, a a ring party, basically. But the only problem with that is then, the fans aren't involved. The fans don't get to see them get their rings or the excitement that goes with it or anything like that. So it's a weird balance. I don't know which way I'd, I'd prefer. I guess for the players, it's better to get it at like a ring party where you can really celebrate it. But I enjoy the fact that fans get to see it in the NBA. Like I'm going to enjoy seeing them get their rings. You know, fun moments every every time they've gotten them. Uh, Bogut putting it on his middle finger was great. Uh, Matt Barnes bringing his kids up with him was a lot of fun, and just Matt Barnes getting his, too. I know that's an underrated part. KD getting his, obviously. Uh, all that stuff. So it's it's something I'm looking forward to. I know that, and I think it it's tough for the players. I know the Warriors are 1-1 one one in ring night games, so I, I would expect them to get the win tonight, especially considering how down the, the uh, Thunder are without Westbrook, Roberson, and possibly Adams. Moving on. Another great transition on my part. I'm getting really good at these guys. <laughs> Joe Lacob actually was asked about the Patrick McCaw situation. And I know, look, you guys, I with the season starting, hopefully it's the last thing I'll be talking about, one of the last times I talk about it until he shows up. But it was a new article, and in, in Lacob talked about it. Uh, I think Livingston and Clay and Looney also talked about it and put their names on it, which we haven't had yet. But hopefully this is the last time until he reports or something happens because I'm tired of it. I'd like it to get resolved. But it's just this is just a weird, weird story. It just doesn't make sense. And that's basically what Lacob said. It's just that this does not make sense. He does not understand Pat McCaw sitting out right now. And Looney mentioned that him and Pat are good friends and they've talked. But Looney says he doesn't talk to him about his situa- his basketball situation just because he knows he's probably hearing it from everyone. And, you know, they'll talk about life and, and things that friends will normally talk about. 
but he's not bringing up, you know, his contract situation or anything with the Warriors. Sean and Clay were, you know, didn't really talk about the contract situation, just that they love Pat. They're friends with him and and want him back, and they miss him. You know, just very, very nice stuff. Uh, Kind of what you'd expect when a player is going to put his name on a quote. But it's just, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just a weird situation. It's going to continue to be weird. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But new article came out. Lacob talked about it. A couple other players talked about it. Thought I'd pass it along. Coming up next, we are going to talk about tonight's game and what to watch and look for and all the other stuff. But you know what? Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. Truth is, I don't know who's going to win unless it's the Warriors, but they're tough to bet on too because, you know, who knows if they're going to show up night to night. If it's a straight-up bet, take the Warriors. Depending on the spread, that's a tough one. Because they give the Warriors these huge spreads, you know, and like, yeah, the Warriors could beat teams by 30, but are they going to put the backups in in the middle of the third quarter? I don't know. But, again, I don't know who wins, but if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. You lay down some cash, win big today. I would only recommend this service to my listeners. It's been good to me. It's where I go. When I see a good Warriors bet out there, I take it, I go to my bookie. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. If you guys are good at that, do it. I'm terrible at fantasy. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. My bookie will match the listener's first deposit 100% up to $1,000. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. What up, everybody? Hopefully you're all betting on my bookie right now. Uh, this is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Warriors taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. 7.30 TNT opening night. As you can tell, I'm juiced. Just, I, I I can't even verbalize how, I don't have the vocabulary to express how excited I am about tonight. And just that the NBA season is back and to watch NBA games every single day of the f***ing week. So, let's get to tonight's game. The Warriors taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. As I mentioned, Russell Westbrook, out. Andre Roberson, out. Steven Adams, we'll see. Still hasn't been announced yet. I'm going to go with the assumption he's not playing. Even if he does play, he's not going to be 100%. So, doesn't matter. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. But let's start with what to watch for for tonight. And the thing is with the starters, the four all-stars, Steph, Clay, KD, been lights out in preseason. They're going to do what they do. They're all-stars. 
They're superstars. Part of being a superstar is not just putting up big numbers, but doing it consistently. And that's what they're going to do. There's not much to watch for for them uh, besides greatness and enjoy it. Draymond, with him, I would say watch for just his return. This is only his second game back from knee tendonitis, I believe it is. He's not going to be playing a ton or, or his normal minutes at least. Probably look for him to play around 20, 25 minutes, maybe slightly more. Probably closer to 25, though. So just how does he look? How does his conditioning look? Is he the same Draymond, or is it going to take a little time, a little time on the court for him to get back to that? Damian Jones, obviously. I think I've said it every single podcast. He's going to be starting most games until October 31st and probably even after that. So I would just continue to watch him. He had his best game against OKC last year, his best regular season NBA game against OKC. Ten points, some late buckets to help them get the W. That was against Steven Adams. Not sure if Steven Adams is going to play. If he's not playing, I think Nerlens Noel will get the start. So just keep an eye on him and keep an eye on him throughout the year, but especially these next two weeks. I think he'll play well. As you guys know, I'm a fan of his. So let's go to the bench. Now that we got the starters out of the way, Sean, Andre, we know what we're going to get. I'd say the only thing to look for is just major declines, which I don't think we're going to see yet from those two. I think with them, their declines will be gradual, and they have been. Like, I don't think either of them is going to fall off a cliff and not be in the NBA next year. Their game fall off a cliff, not them literally falling off a cliff. That would be awful. Quinn Cook, another guy I'd look out for just in general. I think he's going to have a really good year. I think his scoring off the bench is going to be huge. Now, he wasn't great from three in the preseason. Not something I'm worried about because I think he's a legit three-point shooter. But... It's something to watch for. Is he still rusty or whatever the term is? Is he having trouble with his threes? It's just something to look out for. I don't think it's going to be a problem, but I would definitely watch for it. I think he'll be one of the first guys off the bench also, a main piece of the rotation this year. Jordan Bell. He... Was a mixed bag in preseason. Still high hopes for him. Still a lot of potential there. But I would just watch for that little that little 15-foot jumper he's kind of worked on. How consistent can he hit that? And then just the rest of his game. Is he consistent? Is he locked in? Some of the things last year is he was kind of immature. We've heard rumors of that from the coaching staff and, and other reports. So is he taking a more professional approach to the season? That's something to look for. And also, look, Pat McCaw's second year was was poor. He took a step back. Is It's not a guarantee that someone gets better in their second year. So just to look for his progression and see if he can get better or not. Jonas Jerebko, that's one that I'm kind of worried about. But that's also something to watch for. Can he knock down his threes? Is he a little less bumbling while playing with the Warriors? Can he just kind of 
relax and fit in a little better. And we're not going to find out that in one game, but if he comes out and has a good game tonight, that would be huge for him, his confidence and the team moving forward and the team's confidence in him. He is a good player. So hopefully it works out and hopefully he kind of just settles down with the Warriors. But we'll see. We'll see. Looney, we know what we're going to get from Loon, and that's why Steve Kerr likes him so much. Not spectacular, going to get the job done. Boom, period. Jacob Evans, I don't think we're going to see Jacob Evans tonight. Sorry, Jake. Same thing with Alfonso McKinney. I just, I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Boogie Cousins, as we know, is out. Won't see him for, I don't think, till mid-January, but that's something we're going to talk about a little later as well. Who am I missing? Did I miss anyone? No, that's all of them. That's all of them. And I will say this, with Alfonso McKinney and Jacob Evans, there is going to be a point where Steve Kerr is going to throw him in. As we've seen, he does this. He doesn't like having someone sit on the bench for 40 straight games or something. He's going to throw them into the fire at a certain point. I don't think it'll be tonight, but that's something that's going to happen eventually and something to look out for. And as I mentioned with Cousins, I don't think he'll be back till mid-January, but there were some people who think differently. We're going to talk about that coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. Charles T. Hamilton, your host on opening freaking night. I'm just, I'm over the moon. But anyways, DeMarcus Cousins coming back from a torn Achilles. And this isn't about how he's going to play with the war, because I think it's going to fit. It's funny, with the Warriors, you've heard me talk about it, most of the national coverage is skews negative, because how much more can you say about the best team ever? So it's easier for them to, to do an article about DeMarcus Cousins isn't going to fit, and he's going to be the downfall. KD's going to leave. Clay's going to go to L.A., and Draymond is going to Detroit, and Steph's going to go to Charlotte, and Joe Lacob is going to sell the team to uh, who's an evil owner. I don't know, someone terrible. So on a positive note, I think DeMarcus will fit in great. But as far as when he comes back, I've been on record numerous times. I think it's mid-January, but the athletic who does a great job covering the Warriors. I mean, the Athletic does a great job covering everything. It's pretty great. I, I'm sorry I, I put them over on here. The only thing I should be putting over is Locked On Warriors. But they did a roundtable with all their writers. It's about a group of five or six writers. Really good ones also. I mean, Marcus Thompson, Tim Kawakami, Ethan Strauss, Danny LaRue, Anthony Slater. I mean, they kill it. So when the... Subject of Boogie came up. I believe it was Kawakami who said he thinks he'll be back mid-December. Which I thought I was being generous by saying mid-January. But a guy much more informed than me, much more clued into the team and just getting to see DeMarcus run or whatever he's doing. I don't know if he's running yet. But a guy who would know more than me, for sure, who's covered the Warriors for a decade plus, thinks it'll be mid-December, and that would be kind of huge. But the problem, not even a problem, because, look, DeMarcus Cousins is the starting center no matter what, and he's going to be great and all that stuff, and he's the best center they have. 
But I just thought there would be a longer run for the young guys. They'll still get their minutes. It's not like DeMarcus is going to come back and play 30-plus a game. I don't know if there's going to be any games this year where he plays 35 minutes plus. But it was just interesting to hear that. I tend to disagree. But like I said, he knows better than I do. I do think that the earlier he comes back, the better because, and this would be a worst-case scenario situation, if it doesn't work out, you get to showcase him more to potentially trade him. But that's, I mean, that's like the last thing on their mind right now and should be the last thing on anyone's mind because he's going to come back, he's going to fit in great, and they're going to win a third championship in a row. But I just thought it was interesting. And I also don't think the Warriors are going to put him on the court until they know he is 100%. It's not going to be a situation where... Well, he's 90% and he can play. Okay, well then tell me when he's 100% and we will put him on the court and we'll go. So, I don't know. Mid-December felt early, but again, what do I know? Nothing. Well, maybe a little. But I just, I, I thought that was early, but uh, it was just an interesting little interesting little insight that I wanted to pass along to you on opening night. So juiced. This is Locked On Warriors. Everyone enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy all the games. Tonight, tomorrow, Friday, Warriors taking on the Utah Jazz. Who do they got? Denver Sunday. Phoenix Monday, I think, is the schedule, man. Just, ah, let's just enjoy it, guys. Just have a good time. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Peace. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.